Thank you, Scott. Thanks for leading us in worship this morning. Well, welcome again. You know, I've been thinking this last week. As I get older, it seems like Christmas comes faster. Every year, it seems faster than it came last year. This year seems to have been especially quick. Uh, anybody else in here remember the the Y2K craze just a couple of years ago? Oh, oh, wait, wait, that was 22 years ago. Can you believe 22 years ago? I can still remember going to bed wondering if I'd wake up to complete chaos around the world. Instead, I woke up to a big thud. It was nothing. We're already, right now, two years into the third decade of the third millennium. I'm about to complete my seventh decade on the planet. All I can say is time has flown. And it's still flying. My wife and I observed this yesterday. It's still flying. But what happened to time? Uh, a poet named Charles put it this way. He said, when as a child I laughed and wept, time crept. When as a youth I dreamed and talked, time walked. When I became a full-grown man, time ran. And later, as, I, as older I grew, time flew. Soon I shall find, while traveling on, time gone. Time's a precious commodity. And it seems like it, once it's gone, you can't get it back, right? You never seem to have enough of it, and you never know where it all went. Carl Sandburg said this, he said that the time is the coin of your life. It's the only coin you have. Only you can determine how it will be spent. So be careful, lest you let the world spend it for you. You know, the world seeks to consume your time. It's after you at all times. Time of year, the world seems to consume your time with um, consumerism, spending money, buying gifts, with Santa Claus and uh, elves and, and Christmas movies and all kinds of things that are out there that, that take up time. I'm reminded, though, of Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. That's kind of humbling. We often describe ourselves as busy uh, somehow I don't really care for the word, and my wife really doesn't like it, to be called busy. It's an it's a ugly description, actually. But God has gifted everyone with the ability to handle some work and some amount of activity. Some are gifted to handle more than others. Some are gifted to handle a lot. Others, not so much. <laughs> but I'm of the opinion that we are too busy when the amount of activity that we take on gets in the way of taking care of the things and the people that God has put into our lives. Now, sometimes the Christmas season can be like that. We're so busy finding time, we can't take the time to stop and reflect on the significance of Christmas. It becomes secondary. 
there's so many things for us to do. We got shopping, we got presents, we got preparing for Christmas Day. There are gatherings for Christmas Day and the following week, and then those end of the year functions. Sometimes we just need to ask ourselves time for the real reason for the season. And we see it's become almost cliche to be posted up around places, the reason for the season. But do we take time to ponder that? The real reason for the season. And I think we need to stop and reflect on the significance of Christmas. Every year we need to take time to ponder the significance of Christmas because it has eternal benefits. Now, I realize that Christmas Day was yesterday, but it's usually easier to look backward and reflect on things than it is to plan ahead for the future. So besides Christmas, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but Christmas is a season. It's not just a day. The day is significant. But the season, as as the season is significant as well. This morning I'm going to ask for just a little bit of your time. We're not going to spend a lot, but it's a little precious commodity. And I'm going to ask for just a little bit this morning. And we're going to look at five reasons why stopping and reflecting on the significance of Christmas is important to us. The first reason for stopping and reflecting at Christmas is because Christmas is a time to ponder. Ponder. That's a word we don't use much anymore, is it? It's, it's a very important word. Luke 2.19 says, that, But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Again, it's not a, a word we use much, but think about, the, think about the song that Madison sang for us before the service started this morning. Mary, did you know? And the whole song is... What is happening in your life? The birth of God on earth and all the things that go with it. She stopped and pondered all the things that had taken place on that day that Jesus was born. And a whole lot more than just that day had happened in her life. She stopped and reflected on all the things that had been going on. And a lot had happened coming up to the big event. But the word ponder here is significant because it means that she was putting all these things together in her heart. And she was meditating on the meaning of all that had taken place. Here's what she's meditating on. First of all, I'm sure she could still remember the words of the angel Gabriel. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30, he said, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And she's thinking, uh, favor, right. I'm 14, 15 years old. I'm not married. I'm pregnant. I could be stoned to death. And yet you're telling me, God, how does... Look at verses 31 to 35 and verse 38. And bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. 
Therefore also the, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Mary said, Behold, maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now the, the, the first significant thing here is Mary is dealing personally with the God here. <laughs> we don't have that pleasure. Well, all we can do is long for that day when we can speak to God. These words had become reality in the birth of this little baby, Jesus. But that's not all. The words were heightened later by the shepherd's, shepherd's confirmation that indeed some very special event had taken place in the birth of Jesus Christ. No wonder she stopped and pondered upon all these things that took place. Will we find time to stop and ponder the significance of Christmas? I submit that if Mary, the mother of Jesus, took time to stop and ponder these things, how much more do we need to stop and ponder the significance of Christmas? Now, for me, it's refreshing to actually stop and story. In fact, it's a tradition for us in our household. Uh, I say every Christmas Eve, sometimes it's on Christmas morning, to stop and read Luke 2's account of the birth of Christ. It's a time for us to ponder that. We'd like to do it as a family. <laughs> Sometimes recently it's just Laura Lee and I. But we always have some family with us at that time too. Even as little kids, my children and then my grandkids would all gather around and listen to the account of Jesus' birth. And it was a time for us to ponder how significant those things are. The second reason, though, for stopping and reflecting at Christmas is because Christmas is a time of wonder. Now, you hear the world talk about the wonder of the Christmas season, and it is a wonder from a secular point of view. In Luke 2.18, though, it says, All who heard of the birth of Christ wondered at what the shepherds told them. Wondered. That is, the people who heard the shepherds' report, not just in Joseph now, as we can see from the preceding verse, the, the word wondered is significant. It's profound that it conveys the expression of something that something really special was happening that produced a reaction. A reaction of astonishment. A reaction of amazement. A reaction of awe. Maybe even a hint of fear. <laughs> Wonder. Wonder at God in the flesh. Is here on earth. That's a wonderful thing. One writer described wonder as a reaction that arouses a man's thoughts of the divine. A reaction that makes a man think about something he would not normally. Does Christmas narrative arouse thoughts of the divine? It should. It really should. Or maybe we're just too busy to have those thoughts aroused. There's not enough time to think about those things. You know, it's a sad thing if there's too much to do to even just sit and read a few verses of the Christmas narrative. And yet something very special for all on that first Christmas. God came to earth in the flesh to walk among men. To die on a cross and to save mankind.
from sin. Wow. Even a few seconds pondering that is pretty incredible. What's our reaction to the Christmas story? Wonder? Christmas is the time of wonder. It's a time to marvel. A time to have thoughts of the divine aroused in our hearts. The third reason Christmas is that Christmas is a time to praise. Verse 20. Praising God for all that had they had heard and seen told them. Think about it. The shepherds praised God for all that took place. Just imagine for a moment these shepherds were watching over their flocks and then, behold, an angel of the Lord shone around them. He didn't just walk up and start a conversation with them. <laughs> he shone all around them. The glory that shone around that angel. The glory that was there when Moses received the Ten Commandments. The glory that rested in the tabernacle when Israel wandered in the wilderness. The glory that was in the temple. In the Holy of Holies. The glory of God shone around them as the angel of the Lord spoke to them. No wonder they praised God. But it didn't stop there. Verse 13 says, And a multitude of angels appeared praising God. I don't know how many is actually in a multitude, but it's a bunch. And they and the shepherds are all praising God. But the angels weren't the reason they were praising God. The main reason was because they had received a message that Jesus was born. Jesus, the Son of God. Moreover, they had been eyewitnesses to the birth of their Savior, the Messiah they had heard about all of their lives. Look at verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That's the Christmas message. As God sending His Son to be our Savior, the one who would save all of mankind from their sin. Now, we need to take time this Christmas season to praise God for Jesus Christ, for sending His Son to be our Savior. We have a lot to praise God for this morning. And just because Christmas Day was yesterday doesn't mean it's too late. This is just the day after Christmas. Wrapping paper's all been gathered up. All that stuff's taken care of now. The entire Christmas season is a time to praise God. And we can do it all year long. doesn't have to be just at Christmas. But surely at Christmas, we can find time to do it. The fourth reason for stopping and reflecting at Christmas is because Christmas is a time to tell. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. 
Luke 2.17, when they saw it, that is baby Jesus, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. Go tell on the mountain. Let us go now and see this thing. Let us go tell. The shepherds told their story to Mary and Joseph and to many others. Christmas is a time to tell the story of Jesus. To tell everybody you know the story of Jesus. That God came to earth in the flesh. He walked among men. And ultimately he died at the hands of men. On a cross. For the purpose of saving us from our sin. Showing us the way back to God the Father. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. People need to hear that message. Because there's no other way to God other than through Jesus Christ. Christmas is a time to tell. The fifth reason for stopping and reflecting at Christmas is because Christmas is a time to find. Christmas is a time to point people to Jesus Christ. A time to show them their need for Jesus Christ. That's one of the hard things for people to understand, that I need to be saved. When you, when you talk about salvation to people, they say, what do I need to be saved from? I'm doing okay. I live in Cambria. I'm, doing, I'm great. No, you're not. You're still a sinner. And you need to be saved from that sin to be reconciled with God. The Bible makes it clear that without Jesus, our destiny is a lost eternity. Have you found Jesus Christ? How about those of us who are listening to us online? Do you know Him as the way, the truth, and the life? You do know Him as your Savior and your Lord? We put Savior and Lord together and sometimes don't even ponder the difference. He can be our Savior, but He needs to be as well. Do your loved ones know Him as their Savior and Lord? I want to encourage you this morning, this Christmas season, to take some time to stop, be still, and know that He is God. Stop and be His. Take time to ponder the significance of Christmas. Time to wonder at God's gift to mankind. Take time to allow God to arouse those thoughts of the divine. It's so easy for us to try and keep everything in our, our own little paradigm. But our paradigm is not divine. God is divine. And what He did was divine. Such a mystery. <laughs> and Scripture tells us there are mysteries. We're not going to understand everything. But we can wonder at it. And then we can praise God for it. Praise God for Jesus Christ. Praise Him for that gift of His Son. And the, the mystery His Son was Him in the flesh.
He loved us so much that he came to be with us and then sacrificed that human life to save us from our sin, to reconcile us to him for eternity. As important, time to tell about whether they know or not. Take it for granted that they don't tell them anyway. Tell everyone the story of Jesus Christ. This time of year, we have the perfect opening for that. Christmas is spelled with Christ's name in the front half of it. So we have the perfect opportunity to talk about the real reason for the season. Take time to point. him yet? And him in the scripture? Talking to somebody else that knows? Go tell it on the mountain. Would you pray with me? Uh, again, this is a, an important holiday, holy day, an important season for us as your people. But even our world, the lost parts of it, many of them celebrate Christmas time. Oh yes, it's a secular celebration. But it gives us an opportunity to take advantage of that time about Jesus Christ, to go tell it on the mountain to lift him up, to lift our praise up to you. To trees and tinsel and packages and gifts and and all of that other Christmas celebration. And yet, the most significant part of our Christmas celebration is your son, Jesus. So thank you for that gift. Thank you for sending him to us. And thank you for calling us back to yourself through him. In Jesus' name, amen.